everyone and welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. This is the Dad Versation. Thank you for tuning in. And if this is your first time here, head on over to YouTube and subscribe. Uh, you can do the same thing on all the audio platforms uh, and you can rate it now. Uh, we didn't know this before. We just found that out now that you can rate it uh, on, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, just give us a rating, guys. It helps the the, the episodes gain some reputation there or whatever the hell the, the terminology is. Uh, just George and I for today's episode. Chris is out. But like always, we have a special guest. Uh, and... Uh, He's right here, Jeff uh, Fiennes, like lions. How's it yeah. going, man? <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to pronounce my name correctly, but I appreciate that. I appreciate over here, that. <laughs> we over here at Just As Dads, we do extensive research. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Thank you, first of all, for reaching out. Um, it was a pleasure uh, to get your email because up until that moment, we were convinced that we had just five fans out there. Uh, so <laughs> so <laughs> it was nice getting an email uh, from uh, a fan of the show and someone who was interested to come on and share the exciting things that you're doing. So we checked you out and uh, we're like, yeah, man, this guy's cool. Let's bring him on and talk. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're excited to have you on. Oh man, I'm pumped! I've been looking forward to this all week. So we, we were just talking a little bit before we uh, we uh, we pressed record. There, you are calling us out of Colorado. Yep, yep. I'm in the Denver, Colorado area. Been out here for about a year and a few months now. Uh, originally from Dallas, Texas. Spent a lot of time in California, and yeah, we're kind of settled out here now and feeling good. Really enjoying the weather and the community out here. I never, I mean, the U.S. is a huge country and obviously so is Canada. And I don't know if it's just our reality that we're just stuck in Montreal and this is where <laughs> our life is and we've accepted it. But, you know, we meet all these people that are like, oh, yeah, I lived there for a bit and then I moved here. And like in your case, I mean, you're from Denver, you went to California and now up to, uh, to, to, to Denver. How does it feel to just... Tell yourself, wow, man, we'll just pack up and, you know, go try somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I felt good. I mean, I think we're going to be here for a little bit, you know, at least five or 10 years or so. Um, but yeah, we were pretty mobile um, in California. We we're just renting because that's really all you can do out there. The pandemic hit. It really was a big reflective moment. Like, where do we want to take our family? Where do we want to raise our son? What's going to be the best environment for him? And uh, we, we kind of always knew we would make it out to Colorado, but we thought he would maybe we would get there when he was like four or five, right before mm -hmm. getting in the public school system and all that, just because we didn't want to be out in California for that, uh, even though there's some okay places out there. But with the pandemic, we, everything just got accelerated. We're like, let's go now. We're mobile. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get out and start building. Yeah, I mean, chapter. We, we were following this from here and things went downhill fast uh, either during, uh, I mean, you know, things have been going downhill in California for a while now. And, you know, we don't want to bash people in California. I mean, we love <laughs> we love the people out there, yeah. but uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out of California to the effect that shit, you know, shit hit the fan really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. And I think especially for families, newer families, it just feels extra challenging and tough, right? Yeah. Like before we had kids, it was fine. Like it's great. It's a great place. If you're single or newly married, no kids, you're more flexible. You can enjoy what they have to offer. You know, the nightlife, the restaurants, 
beaches, everything. Like it's a great place, right? It's, yeah. it's a beautiful place. But yeah, once we became parents, it was like, wow, like, okay, like childcare is going to cost this much at the least. The school systems, what are they like? Ooh, not, not too great unless you're in this area. But if you're in that area, you need to have, <laughs> like the house prices are insane. Like it, So it just, it felt like a lot of pressure being there, especially with just like how we wanted to raise our son. Uh, it just didn't feel like the right place. And it, it became kind of clear pretty quickly after that. But I mean, before we were parents, we loved it. Like, yeah, yeah. plenty to do. Really loved it. We have family there. But yeah, it's just, um, it can be, it can be tough out there. How family. old is your kid now? He's three and a half right now. Oh, that's a, that's a nice age. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. He's, uh, I was talking to George before <clears throat> you came on George. Just, he's been having a lot of meltdowns this week. We're just getting extra tired. He's back at school after a week off in between the sessions and, and uh, yeah, I think he's feeling it. I think he's definitely feeling it. <laughs> just getting extra tired and extra fussy in the evenings. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely been difficult. And, you know, again, we're talking about this before before we went on there. But, um, yeah, you know, especially for the kids, uh, having to suddenly just have to stay home and just deal mm. with that kind of reality when, you know, they had all their friends and that whole other little ecosystem in school. And then suddenly that ends, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. it, for a lot of families, man, the last two years was, um, was a little tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely was. <laughs> Oh, the routines got disrupted. Oh, yeah, that, yeah guarantee the routines were disrupted. I'm trying yeah. to get my kids back into sports. It's so hard. Oh, yeah. How old are your kids again? Six and eight. Six and eight. Yeah, yeah those are fun ages, too. Yeah. I'm still, I don't know if you can hear that. Mine, too. Are, actually, I think my wife just took them out to the park. Like, it's freaking 8 30 is like when are they gonna go to bed oh, wow. <laughs> complete unbalance over here it's like whatever man your, your, kids have a, your kids have the cool one yeah the cool <laughs> i think i don't know man school is ending like what in about a week and i think you know as much as the kids are just so eager to be done with it i think the parents are as equally eager to be like oh man i just let the kids just do whatever they want one week yeah, later yeah and then three weeks into it i can't wait till they go back to school <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, tell us, tell us a little bit how you came across the podcast, man. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I'm really, uh, I'm really curious. I mean, I follow. I mean, we're not crazy about these things, but you know, time to time, I'll, I'll look at the metrics and the analytics, and it's cool to see, you know, people across the globe are listening to the podcast. But uh, first time we're actually talking to one. I'm curious to see. I'm, uh, I'm very intrigued to see how yeah. you came about this. I think I was just doing searches on Spotify just for dad podcasts, fatherhood podcasts, just different parenting podcasts. Um, just, um, yeah, it was just something I was interested in just being a dad. Just, just, yeah, I love being a dad and love podcasts. And I was like, I don't know. I think I was just bored one day. I was like, Hey, wonder what's out there. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. High quality production, fun conversations, you know, just authentic conversations, thoughtful conversations. Um, yeah. And so I just admire any dad, you know, pursuing a creative outlet or trying to do something that they want to do, but they don't have to do. Right. Like no one's, I mean, when these guys started this, like no one was begging you guys, Hey, start a 
podcast, dad um, podcast, right? Like you, you wanted to do it. Like you had some kind of. We, we honestly, itch. we didn't know what we're doing. And <laughs> I'd lie to you if I told you that we still, uh, that we know what we're doing now. <laughs> we're just going with a flow. Open format. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and, and in the beginning, honestly, it was just uh, a spur of the moment kind of thing. Cause you know, I, I already had another podcast that, that I'm still doing, but that's right. No, we, we ended up at some baptism and, and you know, after a while, cause you know, we didn't, we didn't see each other as often as we used to with kids birthday, and all that other party. Guy. Was it a birthday party? I don't remember what it was. Uh, and, um, the back of an Italian church or something. It was in the basement <laughs> of the church, like just some random thing, you know? And, uh, and I'm sitting there looking at all these things and, and you know how it is. I mean, you're probably like that Jeff with your friends as well, where, you know, you don't see them for a while. And then when you reconnect, yeah. it's like as if you don't skip a beat. It's like you were together the day before kind of thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that's how it was with us. And I was yeah. thinking, God, man, if we only had mics right now, this would be freaking hilarious. Right? <laughs> and it all happened like within 48 hours. You know, I called the guys on the like, guys. We're doing it. We got to do this. And I, I, again, I was telling you before we recorded, I mean, I'm, I'm still shocked that we made it to over 100 episodes. I still, awesome. <laughs> I still don't even know how we did it, but it's been fun. Uh, we're definitely enjoying it. Uh, yeah. And, and, it. It, and it's and it's great to connect. I mean, and, you know, we've had some other people on the show uh, from other podcasts, and it, it's cool to see how this community kind of interacts and grows and uh, you gain followers everywhere. And, you know, like, I mean, now you reached out to us and there's all this, you know, communication happening and it's like, it's still feels new to me it's like well, how is yeah. that happening like who are these people you know <laughs> no but you're you're particularly interesting i was i was looking into what you the kind of things you were telling us that you're doing and I, you know what i'd like to hear it from you a little a little yeah. more in detail it was really it was really interesting stuff i was uh, reading yeah so i mean yeah tell, yeah tell us a little bit about what you do because i mean we can you know we can we can go over it really quickly but it, it is really cool i mean you, you just yeah. you know had a kid and you're like I, I just you know you're a musician obviously yeah uh, and you're like i'll just start producing albums and music and kids songs and all that stuff like <laughs> how, how does that come yeah it was kind of like i mean it's, it's sorry <clears throat> knock the mic it was kind of similar to your story right like it was just very spontaneous almost it just seemed like things lined up and there was an opportunity and it was like hey that sounds fun let me just do that like let's like for me it was like being a musician i was pursuing the path of you know i was in a band we were trying to make it out of undergrad we were good we had the talent but lead singer and the guitar player fallout, you know, cliche <laughs> type thing. So got into like the real world, marketing, sales, just regular jobs. Always had music part of my life and was always in different bands trying to see what would happen. But it just was, yeah, it just wasn't working out the way I thought it would. And so yada, 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 I kind of put that on the back burner more and more each year, more focused on career staff. Um but then when my son, when my wife was pregnant with my son, it really got me reflecting hard. Like, what do I, like, oh shit, like I'm about to be a father. Like, yeah. am I living the values that I say are important to me? Am I like doing the things that I say I want to do? Or am I making excuses? You know, am I extinguishing a part of me that's really important? And like, what, who do I need to be? to help my son be the best version he can be. Like, how do I need right. to show up? And, uh, <clears throat> you know, this big part of my life music that started playing guitar when I was 11 and loved it and just got so into it and opened up so many doors and just influenced 
how I think and approach almost everything in my life. Like I was putting it on the back burner, I was trying to stifle it. And it was something that I knew I needed to rekindle and re get redisciplined around and bring that out. And so I was already thinking about, okay, how do I do more music? Let me get my guitar chops back up. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't really want to be in another band per se, because that's a lot of work. I'm not going to have time for that. And then it just kind of clicked when he was born and we were listening to all this different kids music, <laughs> just being a creative person, like always wanting to do something better or different or go against the grain. I was like, man, this kid's music is driving me fucking crazy. Like I need to <laughs> <laughs> like, and it just, it just seemed, it just seemed almost condescending in some ways too. Like, wow, like this is what like, you know, kids are listening to, or I know this came from the fifties or sixties, but wow. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> like this kind of style or the kind of communication or kind of relationship we want to have with our son. And I was just like, okay, boom. It just kind of clicked. Like, what if I, decided hey i'm gonna make an album based on these funny experiences my son's going through which were you know like happening all the time <laughs> from a baby to year one as he's going through these different developmental phases it's just like hilarious and fun and amazing to watch all the time and so yeah it just became something fun that i was curious about and i committed to hey i'm just gonna have fun i'm just gonna see what happens i'm gonna make an album about his experiences from a baby to year one. It's going to get me into music. I'm going to make it something that I want to hear, that I like. It's going to help me get better at music again and, and reconnect to that part of me. And it's going to be a fun thing. You know, at the very least, it's going to be fun to look back and say, wow, like look at all these like funny different phases he went through, these little moments, something that as a family we could look back and enjoy and laugh about at the very least, right? And then from there, I started just doing it and getting into it. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of fun. And this is hilarious. And it's fun. And he's, I'm testing the songs on him and he's dancing to him and smiling and getting that feedback. So I'm getting energized and getting more excited and thinking, how can I take this even further? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to at least one album every year of his life until he gets old enough to say dad just stop making songs about me. embarrassing <laughs> like come on please like my, my girlfriend here like no yeah but so i just made that commitment but it did start from something just fun or like so spontaneous like serendipitous like, circumstance like okay this is it like this is something i have a perspective on i know i can do something unique a little bit different than what's out there i can have fun with it he's gonna love it it's gonna be fun for our family and yeah, I just made that commitment to just keep going with it. Just knowing that first album, it's not going to be at the best, but the next ones, I'm going to get better. And the next one, I'm going to get better and better and better. And uh, yeah, so it's just a lot of fun. Like right now I'm working on a, a Halloween album. It's going to come out this year because my son, he loves Halloween. It's his favorite holiday. And there's just all these funny, <laughs> funny, different things that happened last Halloween and things about superheroes and just all sorts of stuff that I'm just going to throw in this album. And like each one, I try to take it to the next level, right? Like to have that mindset of, okay, my next album, how do I, what do I need to do to like, what, what new skill can I learn? What new technique can I learn? What new element can I incorporate? So like 
my most recent one I incorporated, like I hired some different studio musicians. Mm-hmm. That was a newer thing for me. And this time I'm exploring like, a, like doing like some weird dubstep rock type stuff that I don't even know how to describe in like some yeah. of the songs. And uh, yeah, I'm just testing things out and, and it's fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's, yeah, it's really enlivened me. I think it's going to be great for my son to look back on not only just for historical documentation of his experiences, but to also say, hey, my dad, he had an idea. He committed to it. He made it happen. He had fun doing it. Like he did what he wanted to do, you know, regardless of everything else that was happening in life and regardless of all his other responsibilities and things like he said he was going to do this and he showed up and he made it happen. I think that's a powerful thing to role model to your kids. Yeah. Have you have you realized that you know and it's cute and stuff now because they do all these you know baby and kid things that are cute and you write songs about it and you laugh, but eventually you understand that as you know when and I don't know because I'm not there yet, but eventually you know as they approach puberty, I mean that will be some crazy uh, yeah <laughs> some crazy song. like what are you what are you gonna write about yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't know like, like it will when be they crazy. start developing an attitude or talking back or throwing yeah. and breaking things well that, yeah. that's the deadline he's waiting for so that's the deadline yeah. yeah that's the deadline or like I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but like my hope would be that as he gets older and older, maybe he becomes more collaborative or maybe he's doing certain musical parts or singing or rapping or whatever he's right. doing. And I'm doing parts. So it's more collaboration, <clears throat> even something like that, where you're saying with the back talk, maybe there's some opportunities to make a song where it's, like a rap battle, dad versus son, or who knows, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I mean, is, something this, fun is this something about. that you? I mean, we've had this conversation on some episodes about what we want our kids to do, or you know, yeah. who we want our kids <laughs> to be. And Chris always says that, right? He says it's not about what they do; it's about who, uh, about what they want to be, right? Uh, like yeah. who they who they want to be. Uh, I mean, th- this whole creative thing and this you know approach to music is this something that you want to kind of uh, rub off on your kid? Like, do you want to develop this kind of creativity yeah creativity for sure um i mean it'd be a lot of fun if you got really into music but my philosophy is um you know to fuel whatever domain like his creativity like kind of attaches to whether it's music or science or art or film or engineering or business like i mean creativity to me is is an orientation and kind of like the foundation definitely want to encourage nurture and cultivate his creativity. Like There's no matter what. There too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but like for me, like it's my approach is I'm trying to, I mean, he's only three and a half, so there's still a lot to go, but <clears throat> like we tried to expose them to a lot of different things through books and experiences and lessons and just stuff out there just so he can, begin to formulate, Hey, what do I like? What am I curious about? Like, why do I like this? And so we can see that too. So we can see what he's gravitating towards, what he's energized by, what he's curious about, what he's naturally grabs his attention. So then we can double down on that or nurture that Mm -hmm. or encourage that or, or kind of investigate further. Like, Hey, what is it about this that really captivates him? And like, what else, like, how do we, grow that so 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I love. You kind of want to give them exposure to everything possible, so you could, so they could find that one thing you can support them in. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, I it do. It would be so easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But easier said than done. Did you did you get that growing up? I mean, did you have that kind of support system around you uh, uh, while you were growing yeah. up, or was it much more strict, or was it like, go to school, don't worry about this activity, this comes secondary kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I did have that support. Uh, so I got into music early on. I mean, I was doing sports and everything, but then I started picked I picked up guitar at eleven, and then I think like around, yeah, maybe around that time, going into middle school, it was like, yeah, no, I love music. I want to go deeper into this. It's okay, like, yeah, I've been playing baseball and basketball and soccer and all that, but I'm, those are just going to be hobbies. I'm not going to pursue those on. The team and like i want to spend time doing this and my parents supported me with that cool. and um so yeah i did definitely got that support but i think um yeah i mean i think as parents like my hope is to cultivate and coach and encourage because this stuff like even stuff like podcasting or just any kind of creative pursuit like nobody's nobody's saying oh you need to do this or this is how you should spend your time like people there's more people saying Oh no, go get another job or go do this thing that's more secure, more predictable. Mm-hmm. Like so it takes a lot of courage and support to do any kind of creative or entrepreneurial thing. Um and so yeah, I mean I just want to make sure supporting him through that over the years and as he gets older and older, because I know like for me, I kind of got detached from some of the things that I was talented in or my strengths were because of more of like a societal or relational pressure to, you know, follow something more predictable or more certain. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think I did it wrong. I maybe took it too far and kind of extinguished that part of me. And yeah, I mean, luckily being a father kind of rekindled that for me, kind of brought that back into focus. Like, what are your values? What's meaningful? What do you want to create? Like, what kind of legacy do you want to live or leave? Uh, yeah. Are you noticing? Uh, are you noticing anything sticking? Like from what you're doing, or from the from all the creative stuff that you're encouraging your kid to do? Uh, is anything sticking? Are you seeing something? Uh, yeah. Becoming an interest. Yeah. So I mean, he he does. You know, it's not. I'm not just saying this, and I'm not forcing him. I promise. Well, he does love music. <laughs> like he loves. We had we got him a little drum set out there. He loves banging and he loves coming in here and strumming my guitars and a little keyboard thing. And he has like a harmonica that his Nana got him last year for Christmas and a little fake trumpet. And he loves the dance. Like he loves just kind of physicality of it. He loves singing. Uh, one of his favorite like performers is Mick Jagger. <laughs> like he always wants to see Mick Jagger. That's just weird, YouTube. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny. The chicken like, dance. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's, he's very energetic and active. So like, he's really drawn to things where he can kind of express his energy and use his physicality and, and like yeah. kind of perform and get it out. Like, and so he, he loves sports right now. He really loves soccer and um, this is kind of his favorite sport right now, but he loves that. And he's, he's always been a real helper. Like, he's always, helping my wife 
cook or just trying to help her cook and bake stuff. <laughs> and he, we make burgers together like on Friday nights and he's hilarious. Just like chopping up little mushrooms and putting the seasoning on the burgers and, oh. and like, he lo- <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, he just, he loves kind of manipulating things like that, like kind of the cooking and music. He loves cleaning stuff, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but I think there's just like, yeah, he just kind of like, Loves manipulating and maneuvering, and yeah, yeah, he's definitely in that curiosity phase where they need to touch yeah. everything and explore everything, and uh, yeah. But it sounds like he's pretty good at it, though. Yeah, I think he, I think he might have a natural talent. Like he's, uh, yeah, I mean, just being around, we're playing music a lot, and he sees me do it. I'm playing the songs for him and making sure, like, he's resonating with the the lyrics and the experiences, and they're catchy. So he's like, I he's test a, everything on it. Yeah, I think he does have a sense for sure. That's good. Yeah, that's fun, <laughs> it, 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 it's that's fun for you because because I mean I'm a musician yeah. too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And uh, I'm, I I have everything laid out in the house. I have a piano, I have a drum set, I have an electric kit, I have a g- electric guitar, a bass. Nice. Like, I have anything just laid out. I just want them just you know just feel free, and I yeah. try to inspire the way I can. You know, they don't they don't really gravitate to it, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So, <laughs> to have it naturally it's what it is yeah that's what, yeah, I, that's I, mean, what I, like, I have to come to terms with the more of it into the sports so when yeah. i hear you saying these things i'm a little jealous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean who knows like when he gets older he may get more into sports or more into whatever but i mean he is um he's pretty tall and big for his age so i think he's gonna be tall and strong guy growing up um it's definitely yeah i mean he lo- we lo- he loves wrestling with me and that's a lot of fun and yeah, it'll be really fun just to see what he gravitates towards. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and seeing how I can support him and encourage him and challenge him and kind of take it to the next level a bit, even if when he kind of gravitates and focuses in on on whatever it is. Yeah. You, you know what I find amazing, uh, especially in the time that we're living in where, you know, and a lot of parents that we know, they, they, they often opt for, you know, whatever the easy solution is, right? I mean, the kids TV time has skyrocketed, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, 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 the iPads are out, the laptops are out, the phones, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're constantly, you know, streaming, watching stuff. Um, and, and it's fun to meet parents that are actively doing things to kind of encourage the their kids to follow in their footsteps that isn't necessarily um, something attached to, for example, whatever, actually not attached to anything is just sitting there doing nothing, you know, essentially watching yeah. TV. And, and we know that, you know, this it's, 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 it's the easy thing, right? I mean, and I'm guilty of it with my wife. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, sometimes, you know, you're busy, you're doing your thing. And the easy thing is, you know, could just turn on the TV, uh, you know, preoccupy them for about half an hour, 40 minutes by the time they go to bed and what, whatnot, you know? Um, but it's always fun to see, uh, you know, you know, parents, uh, and to explore the different ways that they come up with, you know, whatever different activities to keep the kids busy and engaged. And yeah. I find that we don't see that very often these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like, I think it got high in tune when everyone was home and parents had to figure out how to work. And I know, like, even we were kind of guilty of it too. We're like, okay, we both are working remotely now. We both have meetings and calls trying to juggle who's going to watch him and when, and sometimes there's overlap and yeah, it's just, uh, it's tough. It's tough for sure. Especially the past few years for people. 
What do you what do you what do you do for a living? Obviously, this music thing is fun for you. You've you've gotten some attention uh, uh, with the songs and the albums mm-hmm. that you guys have uh, uh, have recorded. But what do you what do you do on a normal day? Yeah, so I'm a coach. I work with creators and entrepreneurs and leaders. Um, I guess you can consider me a performance coach or leadership coach. But I work with a lot of people like you and people like me and people that are pursuing creative outlets or creative projects, or they're looking to grow their creative profession, launch a business. Uh, some of my clients are writing films, books, they're doing music, uh, they're consultants or freelancers. But a lot of what I do is just looking to help them find their focus, get really clear and committed on that idea that they want to bring to life. And I work with them to build like what I call this uh, creative momentum system where like, how do we, how do we bring that to life? Like what are the habits, the systems, how do you manage your time and energy effectively eliminate distractions? Like how do you stay on track and consistent with your momentum in the goal that you're pursuing and right. kind of the career or, you know, for some people it's their side hustle, they're exploring something new. Um, so a lot of these people, they, they feel kind of stuck. Uh, they don't, they're overwhelmed. They're unfocused. They're lacking creative confidence. And so, yeah, as a coach, work with them to rebuild their momentum, rebuild their creative confidence so that these things that they're meaningful to them, that these ideas that have been sitting in their head for months or years, even like they're finally doing them and, and they know, yeah, I'm going to make this happen, right? Like this is right. going to happen. So yeah, that, my days are coaching. Uh, my background before that, like I was doing similar stuff internally for just some marketing agencies in Los Angeles, like leadership development, training and development. So I would design workshops or coaching programs or performance management, just HR-ish kind of stuff to build uh, leadership effectiveness and, and and performance and productivity within organizations. So right. now just uh, doing that on, on my own. I feel like the last maybe 10 years, uh, this sort of mentality to approach uh, experts like yourself has, has skyrocketed. I don't know if it's like a different approach on doing business compared to what it used to be uh, before, but I, I feel, and, I mean, you're not the, the, the only, the, the first person that, that does this sort of thing or that works with, you know, companies that, you know, we know, or that we know people that work at that hire professionals such as yourself. And it, it seems as though this, has become kind of like a, a, a crucial element in developing whatever business to, 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 yeah. to kind of, you know, shift that mindset towards more of a leadership base and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a creative process and all that kind of stuff. Have you felt that at all too? Or how long yeah, have you been for, doing this? Yeah. So kind of in the field, let's see, maybe, what is it? 2022, probably, probably for about 10 years, okay. for about 10 years in some capacity. And yeah, I mean, I think it, it is definitely growing and has been growing recently and like before coaching was often you know just for ceos or the top tier executives fortune 100 companies or their direct reports and a lot of times it was remedial like oh you know like george is really screwing up <laughs> this uh, department of this team everyone hates them or he's like he's really tanking our business like let's bring in a coach let's fix them up right like otherwise He's out, right? right <laughs> it's almost right, like right. a last chance. Like a last resort kind of thing. Yeah, like, okay, like he's been with us, but it's not working out. Let's bring in a coach, see if they can fix them. If not, 
okay, whatever. But now more and more, it's yeah, it's more in kind of the strategy. Uh, this is a shift of like focus on developing people uh, and how do we support leaders, especially through transitions, going from one level to the next or individual contributor to a manager, manager to director and like just increasing scope. Because yeah, I mean, these are, these are big challenges and they do require different shifts in how you think, you know, like just because you were great at getting here doesn't mean you know, like there's just the title of that book, what got you here won't get you there. Mm-hmm. And Marshall Goldsmith, like it's, it's true, right? Like people, you know, they need to learn different skills or need to learn how to apply their skills and talents in different ways to be successful as they grow, as they're scaling their business, as they're taking on different types of goals, um, especially ones that are more creative or innovative in nature where it's more ambiguous, it's more uncertain, there's more complexity, there's more just doubt, there's like a lot of stuff, you know, as you're growing up, if you're a high performer, it's it's relatively easier because you usually have a boss saying, do this, this, and this, here's your goals, here's your objectives. It's clear what you need to solve, like you just get it done, right? Mm-hmm. You, just, you just find a way to get it done. But when you're shifting on into more leadership or taking on more innovation or creativity oriented goals, like that clarity is not there. You have to figure out what the problem is that you're even solving or that you're focusing on. That's hard. Then you have to figure out what's your strategy. That's hard and unclear. Like there's no like hundred percent certainty in your decision-making. So it's all a lot of times, like the best you can do is like 60, 70%. Yeah. This is probably going to go this way. And, but you still have to commit. You still have to take action and move forward and, be agile along the way and, and reflective and responsive. So yeah, it's a completely different skill set and just the way the business, you know, businesses and connectivity around across the world, global, global business and, and mm-hmm. network networks, like, yeah, it's very complex and a lot of leaders and people aren't equipped to think and operate in that way, especially, you know, like how they're trained in school or initially in business where it's just like, what's the right answer? There is a right answer. Go find it. Okay. Got it. Now solve this next one. It's, it's a whole different skill set. So yeah, there's a definitely an increase in coaching, which is different than training where or teaching where, you know, coaching is more like, how do you help people? Develop build instincts. These, yeah. Develop the instincts and capabilities and help them with their decision-making, help them be more confident in ambiguous crazy situations. Um, yeah. And just giving them that support. And then also, you know, a big part of the coaching is like challenging them, right? Getting them out of their comfort zone um, like continuously. So they're learning and developing and growing. Let me ask you a question. And you've probably experienced this much more than we have. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's this new generation uh, of, of a workforce that obviously has a much different mentality than than we did, right? And I don't know how you yeah. were growing up, but I mean, you know, we, we were brought up with this extreme work ethic, you know, our parents yeah. were very strict and it's like, uh, you got to go to work. I don't care that you're puking. Uh, like there was, <laughs> the, you know, there was this whole yeah. thing about working and respecting your superior and all that stuff. And we've had this conversation quite often with Chris because he works a lot with the younger guy, with younger yeah. people coming into the workforce. And he's telling us that, you know, things are changing now. I mean, the mm. management level, you know, back in the day, it's like you weren't cut out for it. You were gone, right? But now yeah. things seem to be shifting in the sense where 
you you are so desperate to have the workforce. It's the management that is coached on how to deal and work with this new generation and this new kind of way of thinking <laughs> that they bring into the um, uh, in, into the workforce. Have you have you experienced that as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm on um, the older end of the millennials, and so. When I get grouped into that, I do take offense. I feel like I have a good work ethic. I'm not saying you guys are doing that, but but no, I mean I can see it. Like I, we're know, millennials. Are we millennials as well? I mean, I don't know. What's a, I'm not a millennial. I don't, even, I don't even know what the categories are. I'm born in 1981. Yeah. What, what does that put? Where does you're, that put? You might be. You're right you might be. You might be on the. Yeah, you might be on the Gen X. I think Gen X is a 6282 <laughs> or something. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, who knows? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. that's funny. But yeah, I mean, I think there's. I think there's. I think. One, I do think generational differences may be over exaggerated a bit. I, I do think there's some reality to it, though, too. Like you're saying, like it's there, yeah. I mean, the younger generation, like there's they want that meaningfulness, that engagement, they want to tap into their creativity more. And it's not, I don't think it's not, it's not necessarily their work ethic isn't there. I just think it's. Like it, it may be, it may take more to activate it or harness it. Like if you give someone that's young in the workforce, if, if you can give them that opportunity to create and take ownership in some ways, tap into that engagement, then I think you can, like you can really uh, get the same level of performance from them. But um, I don't know, it's tough. I mean, I I'm not working with super young people i think that may be a whole different beast you mm-hmm. know like the whole uh, tiktok generation like this extreme social media generation so i don't have any direct experience with that like most of my experiences on the millennial end but uh i think you know like some of the creative agencies i work for like the creative personality the art directors creative directors the designers like i've they may be, they may have that orientation too. Like they just, they want to do something exciting. They want to do something engaging. They want to do something that's challenging their skills. And if those elements aren't there, like you lost them, like they don't have that mentality of I'll do work no matter what, like mm-hmm. just for the sake of working, like you got to have that engagement there or stimulated. Yeah. And, or like the cause or the mission has to be, meaningful and and energizing in some way so so like i do a lot of did a lot of research on flow like the state of optimal experience and i think it has a lot to do with that like the tasks the stuff you're doing like you're not going to get into that state where you're just focused and attentive if the challenge isn't there if the motivation isn't there if the clarity is not there, if like the like there's a, there's a series of things that have to add up in order to kind of open the road for you to to, to reach whatever destination you have to, like yeah, whatever goal. Yeah, so I mean, I think it I think it can be there, but yeah, to your point, I think it may be, it may be more challenging to get there. Like, and, and it does require new skills for managers and leaders and companies to take into consideration and and deliberately design into their work and how they communicate things. Because yeah, I think it's, I think it's not there where it's like yeah, I'm just gonna work because work no matter what, and I'll do what I, I'm told, or or whatever. Just like the work ethic for the sake of the work ethic, I think you just for these people like you need that other motivational 
kind of meaningfulness element to it. And I, but I do think like, if you have that to it, like these younger generations, man, they've, they've been exposed to so much stuff. Like they're super creative. They, they're going to bring new value, new perspectives that us and people in older generations like never thought of, right? Like so it's there, the, the potential's there, but yeah, it does. I think it does require a new approach, um, especially with all the pandemic stuff and the great resonation. Like one thing in the field that I work in is uh, like this notion of the psychological contract, right? And the company is going to take out care. They're going to take care of me there's some level of job security. They're going to, you know, help support my living and my family and exchange. Like I'm going to stay loyal to the company. I'm going to put in fair amount of effort and work. And like, there's, even though it's not a written thing, like it's a psychological understanding that, okay, we're in partnership, but with the pandemic around, like so many companies were like at the first sign of danger, laying off people, letting people go, it's almost like took a lot of people by surprise. We're like, whoa, whoa, like you're just going to do me like that? The first sign of danger, like this isn't even like full blown yet. Like, <clears throat> what's going on? And so I think that skepticism and that contract isn't there. So a lot of people aren't going to put in their full effort. They're going to find ways like, hey, you, you know, you dropped me at the first sign of trouble. I'm not going to put in 100%. All right. Whatever. Like, this is the new contract we have and uh, i think the younger generation is more into that and it's, and it's just more volatile now too like maybe decades ago like yeah it was expected and that that contract was there yeah i'll work for you for 30 years you're gonna yeah. support me you know i'll get a pension that's great yeah secure safe love it yeah no that's gone that's gone now it's rare yeah. it's rare to find people that have been working in whatever field or whatever job for for a long period of time people bounce around maybe it's a good thing maybe it just means that people are uh are developing their curiosity and their interests and they're just looking elsewhere mm -hmm. and you know they're pushing themselves and they're just trying new things uh, i i mean i don't see it as a bad thing i mean we've yeah. had countless arguments with my parents i mean you know you, yeah. know, you, get, you get a job and they're questioning it's like ah, are you sure this is the right thing yeah. and then you know five six years later they're like no where are you going this is a stable thing but yeah. like five years ago you were asking me if this was the right move and yeah. they're always stuck in that kind of mind frame right yeah yeah are you are you applying any of these concepts like this lead, leadership thing and, and this motivational thing with uh, with your kid yeah i mean i was just thinking about this yesterday and it's like it's funny how a lot of like the leader development advice or strategies or books or programs like if you just play, if you just replaced direct reports with your children, like a lot of those, a lot of those techniques and strategies would be really effective. <laughs> you know, like one on ones, like how do you, you know, making sure you have regular, consistent communication, no surprises. You're, it's about them. Like you're drawing out what their concerns are. Like they're leading the meeting. It's not you telling them do this, this, and this, but it's more just like a forum for them to share their concerns and their challenges and you're there to support them, remove obstacles, you know, give them resources, challenge them, coach them a bit to think differently or, or try new approaches. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of it could really apply. Like, it's just kind of funny. Like just 
read a leadership book, replace it, employees with direct reports with your kid, your children, <laughs> try it out. <laughs> that, <that's> funny, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Especially like the newer, I mean, newer leadership stuff where it is about like, how do you activate their creativity or how do you get them to take more ownership in the work to do? How do you challenge them to take on bigger goals or more responsibilities? And how do you find out what their strengths are and design the work that they're doing? How do do you do that? How do you, how do you, how do you do that? How do you push them to be more creative? Kids are employees. (laughs) Forget about employees. This is is that show. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I think first is like, yeah, when they're younger exposure to diversity of activities, right? And then as a parent, you're kind of that investigator, researcher, you're seeing like where their curiosities are. You're seeing, are there anything, are any of these activities, are they naturally energized by? Like, are they, is their attention able to be kind of fixated on something more than others? And then last, like, are they talented in certain areas, right? Like, are they better? or kind of more naturally gifted in certain activities or not. So, I mean, you, you find that out, you double down on it. So a big part of kind of activating creativity or growth is you figure out those strengths and then you, you, you help them. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of double down on it and then add like challenges to it, like help them go deeper or broader. Right. So like challenges is a key aspect, right? Like, so, to help them develop their skill, I guess. Yeah. So like, you know, like they're committed, they're energized by it. And like, I view it like from this flow model. Like if you looked up flow psychology or optimal experience on Google, you'd see this chart, like this flow chart where there's like this diagonal, this flow channel, one in the Y axis is challenge level and X axis is skills. And so I think this is a good model to use like when you're developing your kids. It's like, okay, you're building their skills, but you're also incre- increasing the challenges that they're taking on. And, you know, you can kind of take an approach either or. If they're over-challenged, they're anxious, they're panicked, they're frozen. but Less confident. Yeah, but if they're under-challenged, they're, they're bored or like even like they just feel in control, like they're good, like like they're – they're good at what they're doing, but it's, it's easy. It's, yeah, it's a comfort zone. Too. Yeah. It's a comfort zone, even if they are good. So yeah, as a parent, like it may be a lot of times, I think kids or employees, like they may more so get it kind of stuck in that control zone where they're under challenged. They're good, but they're not being challenged enough or you're not taking it to that next level to help them grow and stretch them a little bit or deepen them their experience or their or broaden their experience. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think that's an important element uh, when you're like, how can I make this a little bit more challenging or a little bit different, whatever they're doing, not too much, but just that right level where it's like, they don't have that. Oh yeah. I'm hundred percent. I'm going to be successful with that. Like you want to nudge them. So it's like, yeah, I probably can do this, but Oh shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Let's try it. Like, but that that's that sweet spot where you can get them into flow and then uh, kind of activate their performance and their creativity through, through doing that. Um, 
Do yeah. you think do you think that music is um is like a good gateway uh, into getting them to 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 develop this creativity uh, not only necessarily just for music but to kind of bounce off that into to do other stuff? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for me music um yeah, I mean it's it's it just it's great for pattern recognition, it's great for communication and collaboration especially when you're jamming with other people, it's great for empathy. Like trying to scrape for perspective taking and trying to predict what other people are going to do when you're jamming, like when you get to that certain level of uh, expertise in music. And yeah, it's just fun. Like it's, you have to practice. You start off, it hurts your fingers. You keep going anyways. You can do this chord and then you move on to bar chords and bar then you chords. move on to soloing and scales. And then you're copying your favorite guitar players and their solos and you're building your confidence and you're building your skills and yeah you just like you take on the next level challenge you suck at first but then you achieve that goal and then you go out. beat up the singer yeah <laughs> yeah avoid <laughs> the singers their trouble <laughs> their trouble so, uh, yeah. it's about having like a, a, an incremental game plan you know step by step yeah yeah for sure and then like one thing too like with my son we were trying to encourage him to like learn to ride a bike and you know, he was three. We got on this strider bike thing. Like it's not no, a training no pedal. Yeah. Just like kind of a balancing, you kind of yeah. pedal on the ground and then you balance, but he wasn't really doing it. And I noticed, yeah, I think it's I think it's like, this feels kind of boring. Like he's just pedals. It's flat. And then he just coasts for a little bit and then he's done. Like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know if like, this is working out for him. My, da- man, it, my daughters didn't get to the, into that either. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I feel like he's not challenged enough with this. And my wife was like, no, this is crazy and whatever. But we ended up giving him a pedal bike, like this little womb pedal bike. And like, he's still learning it, but he's pretty good at it now. Like he can pedal longer and he'll keep that longer than he was coasting and, He's he's more interested in this bike and doing it longer than he was interested in just like this easier kind of boring, more boring yeah. rider bike. And it was awesome. And because he's an active guy, he wants to be engaged. He wants to be challenged. But bottom and, line, bottom line, Jeff, dad's probably no better than moms when it comes to stuff. Like that. That's what you're trying. <laughs> yeah, to oh, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, let's wrap it up. John, uh, Jeff, uh, tell me a little bit uh, last. If, if there's a message you want to give out to the parents, um, you know, anything related to pursuing their goals or to yeah. work with their kids on becoming better, uh, kind of, you know, enjoying this process or creating it and building it and just looking into the, this whole creativity aspect. Yeah, for sure. So I guess one last message is, you know, as a dad, you're going to be a role model to your kids. You're going to be a hero. They're going to look for you. They're going to look to you for cues and what they should do, how they should live. I think every dad out there, you know, has some idea within them. Maybe they haven't taken it seriously. Maybe they've been putting it on the back burner, but I think especially dads listening to this podcast, I think, you know, you have some idea, you have something you want to do, whether it's a project, whether it's a business, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's just a one-time thing, something you want to do, right? Like something that no one's telling you to do, no one's asking you to do, and there's no deadline for it, but you know there's something in there. Like you got you to gotta bring that out, right? Like not even just for yourself, like which is really important, but just so you can role model to your kids 
hey, you know, if you have something you're passionate about, whether people are saying it's crazy or not, like go for it, like bring it out, like find a way to be consistent with it, commit to it, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, right? Like, but just commit to making that progress, experimenting to doing something you want to do. And like, now's the time to do it, right? But our kids' future, man, who knows like what they're going to be doing, how they're going to be making livings and like this is crazy right now, right? You can be a TikTok we, we, influencer. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've already <laughs> spoken about this. We're, we're afraid that we won't yeah. have a clue about what our kids are going to be into. Yeah, but it's like the, poss- the possibilities are endless. And maybe our generation societally, and like we didn't have that full encouragement or that challenge. Like, oh, this is what you like. Oh, that's great. Take it even further. Like double down on it. Get disciplined about it. Go for it. But yeah, I mean, like at the very least, like as a dad, yeah, go out, find something that you've been saying you want to do for months or years, decades even, and make a commitment to it, to bring it to life, like little by little, like doing whatever you can, right? Like something you want to do, not something you feel like you should or have to do. Because I, I really believe that like that's a powerful value powerful thing for your kids to see it gives them confidence it gives them hope it gives them just that resilience saying hey my dad did this he overcame those obstacles he was disciplined he was focused even if it was just this much per day like he did it like he made it happen in a year five years ten years whatever it doesn't matter like it's something your kid can be proud about something you can be proud about and it, it leaves that with them hey i can do meaningful important things too and i can figure it out and be resilient and and make stuff happen like i'm an active agent in my life i don't have to react or be passive like i can i can go for it so that's that's my message whatever it is you know find something and commit to it um for yourself and uh for your kids that's amazing, man. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Uh, really appreciate this, uh, the, the, you know, meeting you and to and to and yeah. to chat and to, to to discover a little bit about what you do. Um, for everyone listening, again, uh, we're gonna put all the links in the description. You can go follow Jeff. And you can check out his music and his albums on uh, on Spotify and on all the other uh, audio <laughs> platforms as well. We'll put that in there for people to to check it out. Thanks a lot, Jeff. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. And what they what they should know is that it's not only a reflection of his son's development; it's a ref- reflection of his own development. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thanks for saying that. There you go. All right, guys. Thank great. you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Go and follow us, subscribe, and uh, go check out Jeff. He's doing amazing things. Thank you so much. We will see you all on the next episode. Take care. Adios. Thanks, guys. Ah.